Hello and welcome to another edition of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarber. Got another great show today. Stay tuned in. Be right back. Hello and welcome to the show. Today is uh, July the 15th, 2023. And there's a lot going on. I'm going to go ahead and speak on a few things before I get into today's message. Um, First things first. Uh, The differences that I've noticed since, um, and I'm reading off of Politico right now, and it was published July 4th, and it was Judge Limits Biden Administration Contact with Social Media Firms. Um, I don't know if you're aware because um, there's some of you who don't even use social media. And, you know, after I've been off of it heavily and I've detached myself, I've mentally rerouted myself to where I'm not having the withdrawal effect that you have from being on social media constantly every day. And you don't realize that's happening to you until you stop participating. And once you stop participating, that's when you realize, hey, I had a slight social media addiction. <clears throat> so once I cleared all that out, got all that out of my spirit, then I could finally say, yeah, I can see how a lot of people just avoid social media altogether. And I, you know, I've done a lot of shows on social media and that's basically, you know, to the point and the factor that I circle back around to is you try to silence me, you try to censor me, you try to shadow ban me. Well, I'm going to talk louder on other networks. Now I'll keep, I'll let you know in advance, depending on, you know, the size of the matter that went against community standards or whatever social media platform that shadow bans you or censored you or kicked you off, um, is how well all the social media giants will collaborate to hush you and try to just cause you to go away. But here's the thing. I'm not going away. So get used to it. But anyways, it says Judge Limits Biden administration uh, from contact with social media firms. Now, they were shadow banning and censoring people with the COVID-19, supposedly. But you know, they don't just go in and do one job. They have 20, 50 jobs underneath the one job, and they're just calling it one thing. But they're doing several other things. Uh, There's Christians being censored. You know, I was being censored because uh, the visions I was getting, and it was basically tossing them under the rug, and they weren't ready to clean up their mess. So I got the blunt end. Well, guess what? God notices, and he he will be taking care of it, because I see him taking care of it through this right here. Um, But I guess a federal judge in Louisiana ruled Tuesday that the Biden administration likely violated the First Amendment by censoring unfavorable views on social media over the course of the coronavirus pandemic, calling the efforts Orwellian. Well, look, they were doing more than censoring unfavorable views. Anything that was against them or throwing them under the rug was being censored and blocked out. And here's the thing. If you are walking in truth, then you don't have to worry about how people perceive it. Okay, you have spoken the truth. You have done your part. Okay, you let God do the rest. 
But if you're not walking in truth, then you're going to be making sure everybody's on the same story and the people who are coming against your agenda is going to be censored, etc. Because you have this particular lie and you need to stay on board with that lie and that story. And if you have someone else adding to it or taking it away or telling it like it really is, then that kind of blows up your operation there. But, you know, I would like to say it's, it's not me you have to worry about. You know, if you're out to censor me or other like-minded people <clears throat> who have been in the spotlight quite a bit, um, nothing's really going to happen to them. They'll find other ways to get the message out. You need to be focused on yourself and getting yourself straight. Then you won't have to worry about who's saying what. And then, you, you know, you can walk in a, a sense of truth, you know, because a lot of the things we have going on right now does not promote the believer. It doesn't promote the believer's voice. You know, they want to hush the believer. And this is what I've been prophesying about for years now. Well, since this came out July 4th, on my own social media, I started getting my alerts back. And I've kept the one account up because I'm tearing it down manually. They can't transfer 12 years worth of posts. So I'm just going through and tearing down my main account, Lenora Sarver, on Facebook manually um, while I can. And I, during the process of all this being shadow banned, because it really came in thick whenever I was prophesying about the border and stuff, um, I think it was back in January, February. I wasn't getting my alerts. I wasn't, people wasn't seeing what I was posting and all kinds of other stuff. And, you know, here's the bottom line. If you're doing right, you don't have to worry about people like me. If you're doing wrong, then God's going to use people like me to expose the mess. And there wouldn't be a mess if you would take a stand and handle your business. Plain and simple. Because I'm not going to be the one over here cleaning it up. I'm not going to be the one over here saying, oh, add a boy for doing the wrong thing. You know what's right. Stand up and do it. Because if not, it comes around and it always gets you. But it's not everybody else's fault who has the mind and the courage to stand up and speak against it. Because we shouldn't even be in this situation in a lot of ways. But I just wanted to give an update on that really fast. And also, we've got a little something else going on. Let me back out of this article that I was reading. Okay. I haven't even updated the site yet. I've had a very busy week. More busier than I would like to admit, but uh, Wednesday night is 11.30 p.m. and I'm laying in the bed trying to wind down, trying to remember whatever I didn't do, whatever I still have to do so I can get that out of my head and just relax, decompress, and just seek the Lord. So I'm laying there and I hear the God, I hear God come through and he said, check the news. And I thought, what? Oh, okay. So I started, you know, checking all my news apps and seeing what's going on. And, and we had a repeat of extreme heat, just as God had told me a couple months ago. So basically he wanted me to check to verify that, yes, it is coming to pass and the people are starting to feel the blunt end of it. And, you know, I had the same message that I've had for the last couple months, you know, stay hydrated, get your little cooling zones going, you know, figure out new ways to 
keep cool, and I'm talking about people who are in the position to engineer new ways, you know, figure out new ways, keep cool. This is not going away anytime soon. Next year is going to be a little bit worse. The year after that, this is going upwards when it comes to intensity. It is not diminishing. It is not falling back. Um, in the process of reading all this, I'm like, okay, Lord, it's coming true. So what do I do now? And he says, I need you to look up how a hurricane strengthens. So I thought, oh, oh, okay. So I did. And I'll tell you exactly what I found. Um, basically, whenever hurricanes form, they take energy from the warm ocean water to become strong. While a hurricane is over warm water, it will continue to grow because of low pressure at its center. Winds flow toward the center of the storm and air is forced upward. Okay. So along with looking over the news as God instructed, and I'm seeing all the extreme heat and everything going on around the globe, um, I was noticing more stories coming out about the warm ocean water and how the ocean temperatures are rising. And then it occurred to me, I was like, whoa. Okay, Lord, so you're having me look this up. Okay. So I waited a few minutes to make sure, you know, just to kind of look, think over everything and make sure, okay, this is what I'm interpreting. Okay. And then God gave me a split second vision of a massive hurricane. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So you mean to tell me the temperatures in the ocean rising is going to cause monstrous storms because the, the hot ocean water is going to be like high test fuel for the storms that are getting ready to hit. Basically, what God was showing me is if we keep on this prolonged heat, like what he's telling and if the oceans keep rising in temperature, we are going to have storms larger than we've ever experienced. So this is a warning to the people and whoever who has the charge over monitoring these storms. Go ahead and test what God is using me to say today. Go ahead, look it up, see if, you know, I'm talking reality, or if I'm just talking mess, I need you to look over this and try to figure out a way to get prepared. Now, I did release a prophecy a couple months ago about the insurance companies falling back. You know, they've come to their cap. They're actually leaving. Some of them are leaving California, and some of them are leaving Florida. And I, I saw that, and now that's happening. Without that covering, we're in for a different type of recession. Um, if you don't have an insurance company that's willing to pick you up and do a, a policy on your location, whether it be in a place that has high storms or whatever, you are going to be stuck with those charges. You are going to be stuck with the repairs. And these 
charges, these repairs, they are not cheap. They're, they're very expensive. So, with this said, be prepared. Because that's going to put the regular house owner who are living in these areas who get hit by these storms that are coming. And these storms are inevitable. If they don't hit this year, they're going to be hitting next year. So this is what we're looking at. If we keep dealing with the prolonged rise in temperature in the ocean, this is what we're looking at. Now, if the hurricanes stay in the cooler parts, they'll be more manageable. But if they hit that warm water, we're done. And along with this, that's when I seen like the high water tides coming up. Um, so once something like this forms out in the ocean, we're looking at 10 feet or more walls of water hitting the shores. And if you're on the shoreline or if you're in some of these hot spots where all these storms have just been battering and battering, sell out. Sell out, get, get inland, basically. I know it doesn't give you much time because... We're right around the corner of hurricane season. And it was Wednesday that God first revealed this to me. So I'm hoping I haven't been shadow banned or censored too much on this network. Um, you know, I tell you, on my other radio networks, I have 93,000 followers, listeners, etc. And here I've barely broken 500. So I know there's some collaboration going on. And hey, it's just going to hurt you in the long run. Because I know what God has ahead of me. If you guys choose to walk forward in darkness, that's your choice. Because God is laying out before you, hey, this is what's getting ready to happen. And you can try to hush it, but hey, the message is going to get out one way or another. If it doesn't come from me, God will raise up someone else. So save your money, save your time, and just let me speak forth what God is using me for because I am, I am and have been preparing the people through these visions, through prophecy, for some time now. And it's not going to end. So unless God says, hey, you can come home, um, I'm still going to be here. So, with this coming, uh, I wouldn't even know how to stop a storm. I learned the hard way whenever God was saying we're getting ready to have bitter extreme cold last fall. And whenever we had uh, Christmas weekend hit, and it was 40 below zero. And I was like, whoa. And I was trying to pray against it. And the Lord's like, no. So I cannot pray against these hurricanes. Just no. And all the tropical storms, anything that's going to be hitting this warm water, be prepared. Because this is going to be record-breaking. This is going to be something that you have not ever seen before. And... <clears throat> We're not just talking about the storms. We're not just talking about the insurance companies. We're not just talking about the warm water. This is what else is coming. And I know I have uh, released it, I think, on my website on the blog that I have on there. But with this long-term heat, we are going to be set up with some new types of things to have to deal with, different bacterias, Um the earth will respond differently because normally our climate is not used to this type of heat. Okay. So with that, you're going to experience new traumas in the earth. 
And what I mean by new bacteria is whenever you have a certain type of heat that just sit over and baked the land, then it, different bacterias come up. And that's going to choke out our water, going to choke out our air. It's going to be difficult to plant. And we're going to have other ways that the earth will respond to this prolonged heat that we have never dealt with before. God is not going into specific detail with that yet. He may before the next show. If he does, I'll relay it. But until then, this is what I heard the Lord say so far. Uh, you know my track record, especially if you followed the show, if you followed me on social media, if you followed me on my website, my other radio shows, you know my track record. You know how things fall out. Usually I have a couple months of that after I release it. So that's the heads up. Be right back with today's message. So last week we went over what transhumanism is, what God's thoughts are. This week we're going to go a little bit deeper. Because not only do we have a movement or a philosophy, we have, and I'm just going to put it point blank, deconstruction of the religious state, deconstruction of religion. You see, if man can try to race against God, then if they can create a new human, if they can upload and download minds, do away with the initial human body, make regular 100% authentic humans a minority, as I spoke in the last show, then they're hoping to outrace God by being held accountable through our soul. Because it's not so much the body receiving salvation, it is our soul. And if we move forward in a transhuman world to where regular humanity is no longer as God intended, as God created, then where is our accountability to Jesus? Where is our need to repent? Where is the soul that we once had that would live forever? Yet, they're hoping to de deconstruct that theory altogether and have zero accountability. Then they won't have to worry about waiting for Jesus to return. They won't have to worry about <clears throat> repenting. Because then the idea of sin will be no more. And that's the goal anyways. They don't want to repent. They don't want to serve Jesus. They don't want to hear that God is a creator. And they don't want to be held accountable. So basically, if they can do away with all that, then there won't be sin. There won't be souls. Yeah. That's the idea behind this. And to know that there's Christians jumping upon this. Now look, I've had visions of this for years. And I feel like I'm a little bit late getting on this topic. 
But I'm glad I got on this topic because I was able to get the answers to my visions that I've been looking for for God knows how long. But God knows. I am an all-on-call type of prophet. I don't need to know all the details to move forward. That is how he trained me. Because a lot of us moving forward is not by our own will. Is he went ahead of us and cleared out the path. And then also, we don't always need to see the staircase because we can use faith to fill in what is not there. The understanding that is not there. The details that is not there. We can use our faith to fill that in. But faith will be severely challenged in this type of world. Um, let's take a look at some things real fast. This is kind of mind-blowing. But basically, some authors claim that transhumanism represents a new form of religion, pro-offering a new grand narrative for an age of continuous technological innovation and an account of humanity and its destiny as our evolution is spurred on by technology. This is the position taken by Julian Huxley. You know, can you imagine life without Jesus? I mean, there's many of you out there right now that are like, well, I don't serve Jesus, so I, I, I'm already living that life. But once you know, once you've had that supernatural experience, you don't want anything else. He fills you, makes you whole to where you don't have that longing emptiness that just drags you on through life, through your commute, <clears throat> through day to day. That has taken away. You finally come into what I would like to call the oneness of your existence with the Creator. You're not going to have that if we really push through like this. And I really feel through all these visions that the interpretation is we are pushing forth a movement that is able to not only receive technological upgrades, but is ready for all the sur surgeries that are associated with it. I know I've said in many shows before, I've, you know, I've hired trans people, not transhuman, but they were transgender. They were doing the surgeries and transferring from one gender to another. Um, and to them, and I'll tell you straight up what they said, what they told me, and I was very happy that they were opening up to me and they were allowing me to ask them questions and stuff because that wasn't a part of my job title. All I had to do was make sure that they had the days off they needed and they had everything they needed in their working atmosphere to be successful. And I definitely did that. And I was kind of protective over them because I wanted to make sure that nobody was harassing them. Nobody was being mean because I wanted to create an environment to where they could thrive, no matter how different or culturally diverse they were. And I actually enjoyed a culturally diverse environment in all my locations whenever I was a general manager. Um, but they actually told me, they said, I was so trapped before this transition. And now I feel like I finally found my inner happiness. 
And I was like, you know what? I found my inner happiness too. And the joy of that is I found Jesus and he made me unashamed. He gave me peace to be who I am, regardless of my past. He gave me the ability to smile again. And even though we were on two different spectrums, we were able to talk and meet in the middle on happiness. So I began to learn that their transitioning was their state or the closest thing to being complete, whole, and happy. But here's bottom line. Whether you have Jesus or not, we all, every single soul on this planet is searching for that happiness. They're searching for that peace. I don't care who you are. Even if you're the most successful person in the world, but you have this emptiness inside. Money cannot buy this. So, and it's going to come in many different forms. And not every form is going to fulfill like Jesus does. Because I searched the world over trying to figure out who's the real God, who's this, who's... Just to circle back around, it was Jesus. That's where the happiness was. And it wasn't anything deceptive with it. I figured, oh, I'm just happy today because, you know, I received salvation. and Yay. Okay. We'll see what tomorrow brings. See how I wake up the next morning. And I woke up that same happiness. Same magnitude. And it just continued on for 12 years now. <laughs> but I even have family members who were trans. And they were telling me the same thing. So it looks like they were giving an opportunity to embark on this happiness and peace. But I will say, there will be many deceptive opportunities in this life, in this world, that will offer happiness and peace. Do not fall for instant gratification. Go with the peace that does not die. Go with the happiness that does not fade. And all you have to do is renew it. And you know, every morning when you wake up, God's mercies, everything, renewed. It's like you start over, you flip the calendar, whoop. It's like a point system almost. I woke up with my uh, X amount of points. I'm good to go. But that's every day with God. And even after this many years, it has not stopped. Every day I wake up like that. And I'm extremely ecstatic. But this is where I wonder. Because basically I'm looking over what are the core beliefs of transhumanism. This is philosophical and scientific movement that advocates the use of current and emerging technologies such as genetic engineering cryonics, artificial intelligence, AI, and nanotechnology to augment human capabilities and improve the human condition. Okay, we're not going to get a whole lot of arguments with that. I've already covered that in the last show. You know, if they have a, a thing where they can turn back your age 10 years, that's going to be the longest line I ever probably seen. Um, probably longer than selling flat screen TVs for $50 at Walmart. Probably longer than that line. But I see that they're creating, like, a religion out of this. 
But in the process of creating their own religion, they're deconstructing the natural religion. So whenever you remove God from the equation, just take a look at our schools, for example. They're removing God. Guess what? Look at the shape of our schools. We've had so many shootings. It's endless. And how much that we have going on. But whenever God was in school, we didn't have it like that. We might have had a couple episodes here and there, but not like it is today. Because God did not create all this for man to think that they're greater than God and remove God out of the equation and think God is going to be okay with that. He is not. Oh, immortality, transformed, mind cloning, transhumanism. I mean, this, this is never ending what we have here. And then we had uh, another article I was trying to find that I could not find. I was talking about how Christians came up with the transhumanism idea. Well, you know, if you read, especially the Wikipedia, you're going to find out this has been going on since 1600s, since somebody thought one bright idea one day, hey, what if we changed ourselves somehow to where we never died? You know, it's kind of sad, because if these people would just reach out to Jesus. They would find out how much of an image and a counterfeit that they're trying to live through because he has the original. He has the authentic. This right here is like a tester. This is like a beta. It's not even a real deal. Let's look at another website. Christian Transhumanist Association. <laughs> Using science and technology to participate in the work of God, to cultivate life and renew creation. Let's look at their affirmations, shall we? Number one, we believe that God's mission involves the transformation and renewal of creation, including humanity, and that we are called by Christ to participate in that mission, working against illness, hunger, oppression, injustice, and death. Oof. Number two, we seek growth and progress along every dimension of our humanity, spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and at all levels, individual, community, society, world. Three, we recognize science and technology as a tangible expressions of our God-given impulse to explore and discover. And as a natural outgrowth of being created in the image of God. Hmm. Number four, we are guided by Jesus' greatest commands to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Number five, we believe that the intentional use of technology coupled with following Christ can empower us to grow into our identity as humans made in the image of God. Okay. Yeah, so number three and number five kind of outdoes each other. Because number three says, and as a natural outgrowth of being created in the image of God. And then we have number five, growing in our identity as humans made in the image of God. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I'm trying to be gentle here because I don't want to come across and be too awful painful. But look, just because Jesus hasn't returned yet doesn't mean we need to jump... A 
you know, aboard the science train and be like, you know what? It's okay, Jesus, we have it. We'll just go ahead and, you know, bring humanity into what you were going to do anyways through our scientific means and our new technologies and stuff. No, that is not what Jesus meant. We are to wait on him, preferably trim our wicks, not go ahead and do it ourselves and just hope it all works out. Look at Abraham and Ishmael. Hello. Sarah was impatient. Hello. And look what we have on the scene today. Hello again. Can we not get impatient waiting on God? I know it's not easy. I wait on God a lot. I know it's not easy. But can we not get impatient here and try to do things in our own? Because guess what? We mess up a lot of things doing that. And I'm warning you now. Lord Jesus, get this message across. But then, you know, they're, they're, if you look down on the website, they're actually 100% voting membership. Or excuse me, 100 a year voting membership. Uh, vote in yearly elections and help direct the future of the association. Your donation goes to supporting an ongoing work of the CTA and efforts like the Embrace Infant Warmer Project. Yeah. Heaven help us. Then we have another article here from the future. It was uh, published July 27th, 2022. It's Transhumanism, Savior of Humanity or False Prophecy. Hmm. Well, you know, I've prophesied about this for years. Everything that I've prophesied, I'm actually seeing happening. So good luck on the false prophecy aspect. Unless someone else is prophesying something, I have not heard yet. Because as far as I know, I mean, I'm not taking on the Elijah complex as if to say I'm stuck in my cave and I'm the only one I know that prophesies this. If there are others, please contact me. I would love to uh, talk to you. But in the meantime... Whew, Proponents of transhumanism make big promises, such as a future in which we upload our minds into a supercomputer. Look, there will be, there is a mass computer system. It's got to keep track of everybody and their social security numbers some way, somehow. This is it, okay? And also says here, but there is a fatal flaw in this argument. Reductionism. Now, after... You know, on a side note, after COVID-19, I could definitely see where things are reducing, but that was the plan. <laughs> okay, it says key takeaways. Perhaps the biggest flaw in transhumanism is the notion that complex biological systems can be reduced to interactions between their parts. This is at odds with 21st century science, which is holistic and system-oriented. Now, I, I do have some friends who are holistic. They get into all that stuff. But then you have to wonder, all this is creeping into our medical scenario. So we have been preparing for a while. And we're, they're going through, they're setting the stage, getting ready for the reset, so to speak, to where we can finally transition into this lifestyle because we'll have all of our bases in place. Boom, we're just waiting. 
Then it says, in the blink of an eye, on evolutionary timescale, humans climbed down the trees, changed the landscape of this planet like no species before, and left their footprint in space. At each stage in the evolution of modern humans, we have strived to break free from the limits imposed upon us by biology. A major part of human journey has been the development of new technologies, a phenomenon that has grown exponentially over the last century. And then they're, you know, they're going on with, is aging just a disease? No, it's actually a natural part of the life cycle. Animals age, plants age. You know, it is a cycle that God has put into place. If you read Enoch, that is the best that I've found so far that matches what God has shown me. As far as the cycles and the windows and... But it says, you know, longevity researchers often see aging as a disease that can be cured. The hypothesized cures often involve restoring vitality by reversing the biological clock. Regenerative medicine technologies are generating a lot of interest, especially following um, Shinya work in inducing specialized cells to turn back into stem cells upon the introduction of a few transcription factors, molecules that regulate gene expression. So basically, we see everything going on and what they're trying to do. And they're trying to do away with God. If they can't do away with Jesus, if they can't do away with God, then they're going to have to do away with the messengers. And if they can't do away with the messengers, then what's the plan? Because here's one thing about God. He, his word, his movements, his people, no matter how many times you tried to kill them, because I tell you what, there is more bloodshed when it comes to Christianity and belief in Jesus and God than any other thing. There's more bloodshed there. And it's amazing how that happens. But do we need more bloodshed? That's a question we all need to be asking. Um, Let me look at this other. Because I hope you've seen through the show so far how they plan to deconstruct the religious state. So if they can do away with the message, do away with the sin, do away with God, then they don't have to worry about it. But who is this really bothering? You know, you got to think about that. Who is this really bothering? Because a lot of my Christian, my Messianic Judaism brothers and sisters across the world, you know, we're just going through life. We're praying. We're looking out after each other. We're trying to, you know, take care of the, the rejected, the neglected, the thrown away, the widow. You know, that's what we're doing. But all these other people out here who refuse to serve Jesus, who refer, who refuse to refer to him as their Lord, that's who's getting bothered. You know, we're over here doing God's work. We're, we're content. We're happy. But then these ones who don't want to serve him yet, they're getting tortured by the message, by our mere existence. And we don't even have to work that hard. 
but they feel that they can remove this torturous state if they can remove us. And that is where we're headed, folks. We are headed into a world where there is no Jesus. Ah, but God has something else. Take a look at one more article. Transhumanism and Transcendence. Christian hope in an age of technological enhancement. You know, I like how they're, they're putting, slapping Christian on this. As if we're going to go against the grain or go against the message that Jesus put in place. Just to do things on our own. Oh, it's okay, Jesus. We got it. No. We don't have it, and we won't have it. Bottom line. And that's what I I have a hard time understanding. Okay, we don't want to serve God. We don't want to serve Jesus, but we still want to do their things. We still want to go to a church, whether if it's AI, whether if it's LGBT, whether if it's conservative, whatever. They still want to do God's things, but without God. Okay, if you want to eradicate Jesus and God, then why don't you come up with your own things? Doesn't make sense. But, whatever. I'm just the messenger. Okay, when was this? This looks like it was published in 2011. Um, Georgetown University Press. This abstract, the timeless human desire to be more beautiful, intelligent, healthy, athletic, or young has given rise in our time, to technologies of human enhancement. Right. And that's one of the things, you know, we've always tried to get that edge across. And once, you know, we get through the transgenderism um, movement, then that is actually going to make way for the transhuman movement. Because then we've got all these bodies that are prepared. They've already undergone surgeries. They've already taken the medication, the hormones, or whatever. And they're ready. They're prepped. They're ready for the next movement. But we had to get everybody on board somehow, so that's where the transgender comes in. Okay. But, you know, I find this... I I find that I keep circling back around to the same realization that we don't have long. That we actually have people in place now who are already living this out. They're being tested. They're, you know, thriving to see how well everything's moving forward with the surgeries, etc. But basically it says here, athletes use drugs to increase their strength or stamina. Cosmetic surgery is widely used to improve physical appearance. Millions of men take drugs like you know, Viagra to enhance sexual performance. And today researchers are exploring technologies such as cell regeneration, implantable devices. Here we go with the implantables. You know, I've been saying this for a very long time. We're going to have this stuff inside versus on the outside. Um, some condemn these developments as a new kind of cheating, not just in sports, but in life itself, promising rewards without effort and depriving us most of all of what it means to be authentic human beings, transhumanist, and on the other hand, 
reject what they see as a rationalizing of human limits, as if human beings or being human means being content forever with the underachieving bodies and brains. To be human, they insist, is to be restless with possibilities always eager to transcend biological limits as the debate grows in urgency. How should theology respond? Christian theologians recognize truth on both sides of the argument, pointing out how the yearnings of the transhumanists, if not their technological methods, find deep affinities in Christian belief. In this volume, uh, Ronald Cole Turner has joined seasoned scholars and younger emerging voices together to bring fresh insight into technologies that are already reshaping the future of Christian life and hope. See, we're reshaping. So basically, we're getting impatient. We're tired of these frail bodies that are only good for so long, that wear out, that expire, that grow tired, that need food, that need all this maintenance. Trust me. You don't know how many mornings I woke up just like, okay, Lord, I'm ready to get out of this thing. I am done with this body. You know how many times I argue with this body. And then I argue with the fact, why did, why did I have to be this kind of human? Why did I have to be frail? Why did I have to be human? You know, we can beat against the bricks all we want. But we are still circling back around to, God created this. This isn't just something that we can just change. And that God's going to say, oh, okay, I see what you guys are doing now. Yeah, your idea is better than mine. I think we're just going to go with your idea. Yeah, let's forget about the resurrection and all. No, that is not going to happen. He's going to let you get so far and watch it blow up in your face. So God did give me another message for this. And I'm going to tell you about that as soon as I come right back. See you in a moment. All right, welcome back. Let's go ahead and finish out the show. Uh, so basically, we kind of see through what we've studied last show and this show, how this could deconstruct the religious state. And we actually have some believers on board that feel that, oh, well, this is what God wanted. Well, <laughs> ah, let's get on to the message. We're going to be looking in Genesis chapter 11, and this is what God meant by there's nothing new under the sun. This is not the first time man has tried to outrun him. This is not the first time man has tried to outdo God. <laughs> he said, it may not be the last, but it's okay, because I already know from the beginning what the ending is. Now, mind you, I'm reading to you out of Genesis, the very first book of the Torah, the very first book of the Bible. <laughs> Chapter 11. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, 
let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. You see how he handled that? Let what I have just read in Genesis 11, verse 1 through 8, sink in. Or excuse me, through 9. Let it sink in. How God handled that. These people thought they were going to build a tower to heaven and get there that way. See what happens when people are left alone with their natural mind too long and they lack the spirit of God to tell them and convict them, hey, this isn't going to work out because you're not going to dethrone God. God is still God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the same. <sighs> Verse 10. These are the generations of Shem. Shem was a hundred years old and begot Arxaphaxit two years after the flood. And Shem lived after he begot. 500 years and begot sons and daughters. And it continues on who begot who. But basically, God seen what they were doing. He let them do it. Just to come down and confound them. To divide them. It's difficult to continue building or to continue on a plan that would outdo God if you don't understand the language. He separated them by one factor. Hmm. Look you there. Now, today, you may make attempts to move forward in this transhumanism idea. And God will let it go. He'll let you go as far as you think you can before he comes down and intervenes. But when he intervenes, it will be final. There won't be any, well, let's go back and, you know, backtrack this and try this over again, you know, before God came down and messed it all up. Folks, it's the same thing he's been dealing with since the beginning of time. Yes, he made man in his image. He gave man free will. He gave man the chance to create a world. Now, he already created Earth. He already set the laws into effect with the weather. And I tell you, especially with the weather, as abomination spreads 
across this world. The earth will continue spewing it out. If you're wondering why all the storms all of a sudden, well, look at the abomination that is stepping forth. This is why. A lot of people don't want to hear that. Yeah. Go to the next podcast. That's all I know to tell you. Because God did not call me to bend. He didn't call me to say anything else but what he has told me. And that's what I'm going to continue doing. Shadow band censored or not. But I know we're all familiar with this tower. I know we are also all familiar with how everything ended. And you are more than welcome to go through Genesis 11 and look for yourself what God was doing. Because he may not do things the exact same way that he did then. He may do it differently. But I will say that unless... Man steps up with the electrical power grids because everything that we're doing is moving towards electricity being the base of operation. Keep this in mind, folks. If our power grids aren't stabilized, then everything technological is going to crash. It's going to be challenged. It will falter. Because we're doing everything else but making sure the foundation of this movement is intact. And God is fully aware of what you guys are not working on, what you're failing to work on, and what you're failing to listen and pay attention to. He is fully aware. Will he let the deconstruction of the religious state move forward? Well, there's a great falling away. There's apostasy. There's people who do things in his name, but their hearts are far from him. So there'd be a lot of movements left to move forward. But the eventual demise is sure. And if we look, especially in Revelations, like I spoke out of last show, that is what is happening. That is what will happen to those people who believe that they can outdo God. You know, my thoughts and my prayers are with you. Because I've wondered for years why I was seeing all these visions, and now I finally know. And I'd love to say that there is an alternate route than waiting on Jesus to return for the resurrection. I'd love to say that we don't need to wait <clears throat> on the rapture. We can just engineer it ourselves. Folks, we have so many people with that thought process right now who have an eventual demise scheduled shortly afterwards. Because it is not realistic according to the Spirit of God, according to Jesus. And it will not prosper. You will not take God's world away from him. He, you are standing on his soil. And I know it's a footstool, and I know he let Satan have his reign and everything else, but that's only for a time. 
And they know that. That's why they're working extra hard to try to counteract it. God has the final say. He had the first say. He spoke and breathed us into existence and created us in his image. Not for us to go around him and create our own Jesus, create our own AI, etc. If we really do comparisons on the future human and the humans we have now, we might be fulfilled in other ways, but it won't be the same without a soul. Because every soul, and this is another thing that I have a <clears throat> issue with, is I have a lot of people saying, oh, well, I had a past life. It's like, oh, okay. It's like saying God only made so many souls, and he has to reuse them because, you know, he ran out. <laughs> Look, God created every individual soul. He didn't have to reuse them. And he also is not short of ideas and solutions in where we're at right now. And like I've said before, if we will repent of our sins, God will heal our land. Our land will respond. But as it's running rampant, so will the earth. So be ready for that. And as always... <clears throat> It is a blessing to come into your homes every week with some sort of message. If you enjoy what I'm doing here, share. Get the message out. By all means, let other people in on what you're experiencing here. Lord willing, I'll see you next weekend. And I just want to thank every one of you for tuning in today. God bless every one of you and have a great night.